Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the next little installment of the Mental Resilience Toolbox. Today, we're going to talk about 10 reasons that trauma has made me stronger. My heart in doing these little mini episodes is to help build mental resilience in this generation. Please go back to last week's, the first installment where I set the foundation of what I want to achieve here. Now, I started in the Bible um, where we looked at uh, Elijah and how he suffered depression and anxiety and the Lord sent an angel who told him, hey, you need need to sleep, you need to eat, and then you need to sleep again and eat again, and then we're going to get going. What I'm seeing is with our obsession with mental health, it is paralyzing a generation and keeping them stuck. Uh, All of these issues with mental health are certainly not new. They were talked about, like I said, right back in the Bible times. But what we are seeing is unprecedented in that it is causing a generation to become stuck and to become mentally and emotionally weaker, not stronger. And like I said, if the enemy can paralyze a generation, then he can rob them of their destinies. And that is not going to happen on my watch. And so last week we talked about shame and the four ways that shame can be a positive emotion. Today, we're going to look at trauma. This is a really big word. We hear the word trauma a lot. You know, I I hear people say, oh, we need more of a trauma-informed response in church or, uh, you know, in society. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are talking about trauma all the time. And so I want to flip that and talk about 10 reasons that it actually made me stronger. And I really hope and pray that this helps you as well. Let me start by saying this. I would not change the hard and traumatic things that I've been through. And I know that might, when you're in the middle of trauma, you don't feel that way necessarily, that that you'd be able to say, well, you know, I wouldn't change this. But I wouldn't change it any more than I would change the good things that I've been through. I wouldn't change the terrible things just like I wouldn't change the awesome things because all of these things, they're my story and they've made me who I am today. So I hope that these 10 things, these 10 reasons help you today. Just to give you a little bit of background, I've actually been through a lot in my life. I just don't talk about it probably with using words like trauma. Um, For those who have listened long enough, um, you would know little parts of my story. Um, so my, my father left when I was three and he moved into state. And so I spent my childhood from a very young age in between states. My mum at that time had several nervous breakdowns. Um, and I would say she never fully recovered. There was a lot of fighting between my parents and my sister and I were always in the middle. 
Now, one thing that I've never mentioned is that by the time I was 13, that we actually, um, well, I ended up in the family law court because of all of this tension and this fighting between my divorced parents. My 13th birthday, while other people were having parties, that day was spent in the family law court. That same year, my mum remarried and that was a complete disaster. I can't even begin to say here what happened over those years, but it was so bad that a pastor from our church at the time came to visit um, my sister and I, and he actually said, if I had the money, I would personally put you and your sister up in an apartment so you could get out of here. That was probably the moment when I realized, okay, this is embarrassing and this is pretty bad that a pastor would say that to my sister and I. Now, at the same time that that was going on, I would be calling my father to ask him to help me, um, particularly financially. My mum and my stepdad had no money. Um, My stepdad lost his job. I worked part-time. Obviously, I was in school. I was paying for everything. And I remember I needed some tires for my car. And I remember calling my dad and asking for money. And I'll never forget, he laughed at me. Then he lectured me. Now, eventually he sent the check, but not after he made me feel small and silly and rejected. And that was pretty much the story of my life. I spent my life, my entire life moving toward him, um, even though he was the one that left left me. And look, I could go on and on. There were so many things about my childhood, but even more recently, he treated me so terribly that to be honest, I'm still at a loss as to how to move forward with that. I have known childhood trauma. There's, there's so much more to be said. The, the arguing and the fighting that was that was happening um, when my mum remarried, and um, there was a certain person in my family that would um, go into the into the garage and would tie nooses up and threaten to take his life, and it just was pretty traumatic when I think about it. Although I've never really kind of used that word to describe it. So all of that to say, I have known childhood trauma. Um, and so when, when I kind of flip this and say, Hey, the 10 reasons why I, you know, it's made me stronger. Um, I think maybe some people might, um, misunderstand, especially if people, some people tend to only look at my social media, girl next door podcast, social media, and they actually don't come along here and listen and they make judgments. Um, someone recently that reposted some stuff and literally I'm like, they don't listen to these episodes and they're making judgments from a social media post, which you really can't do. It's actually quite an immature thing to do that. Cause that's just like a tiny snapshot, but I don't tell people a lot of what I've been through. And so when I say certain things, I do have um, a reason behind it and I've got experience behind it. Um, I just probably don't label it. And sometimes I think, gee, maybe I should label it because then these people would probably close their mouths and would stop doing that. Um, But like I said, there's so much more that I could share, but I'll stop there and get into the 10 things because I'm actually really grateful for all of those things that have happened in my life. And here are the 10 reasons. Number one, I can do hard things. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned about myself. I've learned that I am strong, that I can go through hard things and come out the other side better and stronger. 
you know, a few years ago, someone gave me this beautiful word. It was actually a man um, who was sitting in the congregation of a church I was preaching at, but he had known me as a child. And he came up to me afterwards and he said, you know what, Renee, God never intended your life to go down that path, but it did. And God is so proud of you. And you have fought your way back and you've got so much courage and strength. Nothing can ever overwhelm you. You came out the other side. And I remember just almost tearing up when he gave me that word. I'm like, oh man, someone realized, someone someone else saw it. And I know that he was giving me that word from God, but even the fact that he saw it, this man saw the struggle that I went through as a child and, and the way that I did fight my way back. Um, and that's why I feel qualified. That was the word I was trying to speak, uh, think of before. I feel qualified to talk about trauma because of what I have been through. But that's the first thing I've learned and that I'm grateful for. I can do hard things. The second reason is I found God. I will always be grateful for what I went through because I found God. I mean, the day that, or the few days before my dad left, my mum took us to church. And I remember it was this uniting church uh, in, in the suburb near my house. And she didn't even know how she was meant to act in church. She stood up in the middle of the ser- service and said to the pastor, my marriage is falling apart, help me. But that's the beginning of my relationship with God. And so I found God because of my mom and because of what we went through at a very early age. God is the love of my life. He's my foundation. Mostly, he's my father. My whole life is for him because he gave his whole life for me. God made himself very real to me as a child. I had several encounters with him. And I really understood the scripture that says that he cares for the lonely and he puts them in families. And he gave me back the years that the enemy stole. I've got the best family, the best husband, the best home, and the best kids. The third reason that trauma made me stronger is it helped me to recognize my agency to make my own choices. I realized very early on that my past did not have to determine my future, that I had my own choices to make. Now, I might have had zero control over my childhood, but I realized that I get to make my own choices for the rest of my life. I'm not going to blame. I choose to make my life better. I choose not to see myself as a victim and I can choose to take what I've been through and to use it to build a better life. Number four, I've learned how to heal from pain. I didn't know at first how to heal from pain, but those of you that have been through trauma, you would agree with me that once you know how, it's such an incredible gift. It was a journey, but I know now The most important thing for me is to bring my battle scars to God. I don't know what to do with them. And I used to pray all the time, God, I don't know what to do with this, but I know that you do know. And then the second thing I did was to seek out a trusted person who was my pastor um, at the time, or my pastors who really were like my spiritual mum and dad. And they were a bit older than me and wiser, and they just took me in and they loved me. And they also, a very powerful thing for me in healing from a lot of this pain was just to sit and to watch them as a married couple and to watch them function. That was just so healing for me. But I understood that you have to feel the pain 
to sit with it is okay as long as we don't stay there. So I had a determination that I was going to progress forward. I didn't need a label for it. I didn't need to tell everyone else about it. It was private between me and God and my trusted uh, spiritual mum and dad. The fifth thing that um, I'm grateful for that trauma helped to make me stronger was I learned how to get back up again. When I was a kid, I remember learning how to ride a bike and I had some pretty big falls because I'm a little bit uncoordinated and my gosh, do they hurt. I still remember the pain and I remember I would sit on the ground for a second and I would assess myself, where am I bleeding, where does it hurt? And I'd have a little cry, but I would always pretty quickly pick myself up and get back on again. And pain has taught me the same, that even when I was rejected and hurt and disappointed, and even now when it still happens now, you know, I remember thinking, hey, I don't want this to take me out or to make me bitter. So I was always determined to feel it, to feel all of it, but to always get back up again, to dust myself off and to keep going. I was determined to be better because of it. I remember, you know, I made really practical decisions too, that that was a part of getting back on the bike was making really practical decisions. So I chose to serve in my church at first. It was, I mean, I mean, gosh, guys, you might laugh, but I remember going to deaf sign, uh, sign language lessons so that I could learn to sign because I wanted to be one of the deaf ministry people. And, um, and then I went for quite a while and I served in the kids church and then eventually I joined youth, but my whole life has been about, you know what, I don't care that I've been knocked off my bike. I'm getting back up and I'm making good choices. I'm going to serve God. And I took myself to teacher's college and I moved towards people and I made myself make friends, even though I'm shy. And I acted myself toward the person that I wanted to be. The sixth reason that I'm glad for the trauma in my life is I learned how to focus on my heart. To this day, If you would say to me, what's one of the most important things, I would say, live from your heart. Cameron and I really are, um, I don't know, we call ourselves heart people. We really do focus on people's hearts. We don't focus on behavior. Behavior is not important to us. It's what's in your heart. And we live that way. And, you know, God says to guard our heart because everything flows from it. And I remember as a younger person going through all this stuff, and I was very aware because I used to pray over and over and over, Lord, don't let my heart get bitter. Please, Lord, protect my heart. I realized that my life was not about how I behaved. It was about who I was on the inside. And even now when I pass to people, I'm always looking to see what is happening in their heart because I understand that if you've had a background like me, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. What matters is what is happening on the inside. It's not about someone's behavior. It's not about what they're telling me with their words. It's their heart. And life is really beautiful when we live that way. The seventh reason that trauma has made me stronger is I learned incredible empathy for others. I've got 
uh, almost too much at times of a sensitivity to what others are feeling. It's my greatest strength. It's also partly one of my weaknesses because I can tend to get a bit too involved or too emotionally involved with people. But I would say it's more of a strength than anything that I've learned incredible empathy. The trauma that I went through made me that way. I can walk into a room and I can point out straight away the person who's feeling awkward or left out or lonely and I will beeline that person. I don't want anyone in the room to not feel loved because I remember how it was to feel that way. I remember, you know, being invited um things like Christmases. I remember one day this big family in our church inviting my mum and my sister and I to their family Christmas. And I know that it was a good gesture and I know that they were trying to be kind to us and that they were doing it out of love. But I also remember sitting there and they always did this game where they all um, had a gift for each other and um, and I remember them all giving out gifts to each other. And I remember just on the inside, I felt so out of place and I just wanted to run away because I felt so embarrassed that I thought, well, I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of their family. They don't have a gift for me. Now, it turned out they did have a gift, but I knew even that, that I don't know, I just knew that I wasn't part of their family. You know what I mean? And so I never want anyone else to ever feel that way. And so I love talking to others and bringing them into my world and making them feel loved in an, in an instant. And that comes from being the one who feels like the outsider. Number eight, the eighth reason I'm really grateful for, for what trauma has done in my life is it's taught me the values that I want to live my life by. I knew from a very young age what mattered to me because a lot of what mattered to me, I didn't have as a child. So I worked out very young what I did and didn't want from life. And that is an incredible gift to know from a young age what your values are and to then be able to create a life around them. Now, naturally, one of my greatest held values is to have a strong and a close family. And so it just set me up with the foundation of a really great life. Number nine, Trauma has actually made me a really great wife and mum. Now, at the time, I doubted myself on both. I was like, how can I be a good wife? How can I be a good mum when I haven't had a good example before me of, of, of a good close family? Um, coming from a broken family, though, I was determined that would not be my story going forward. And I took being a wife so seriously, and I knew that my marriage to Cameron was the most important thing in my life other than God. It wasn't an option to walk away. Um, and so I prayed a lot and I watched other people a lot whose marriages I admired and I looked at how they did things. And then when it was time to become a mum, I knew that I was going to be a good mum because I knew how to give my kids what I'd missed out on. I knew how to ensure that they would always know that they've got a mum and a dad who will always be together and who will always have each other's backs and will always have their back. So I knew what to do from growing up, um, seeing what not to do, if that makes sense. And so I was very determined that I was going to create a family that was safe and where my kids knew they would always belong. And number 10, trauma made me stronger because it made me grateful. I, having had many hard times, 
I became incredibly grateful for all of the good times and the good things that came my way. When there are things that you've grown up without, you become very aware of when all of a sudden those things become present in your life. So I am grateful beyond words to this day for the friends that I've now had for a lifetime. I'm grateful to this day for God sending me a husband who loves me so perfectly, literally completely the opposite to what I saw growing up. I am grateful to this day and every single day for three kids you know, over and over, I would catch myself as they were growing up, just watching them as if I was like this outsider, but I loved watching them because I just was fascinated watching what I should have had. And yet here I was able to create it for my own kids. And I just was always, um, I don't know, I had such a sense of wonder watching watching them interact and watching them in my family. And I was always grateful, even watching Cameron be a father. Um, that was always very, very healing for me, actually. Um, so I just was always overwhelmed, and I still am to this day, that God helped me to create what I never had. I'm super grateful for the crazy, ridiculous life that God has given me. I mean, I'm just the young girl from the average suburb in Adelaide, from the broken home. But I lead with Cameron, one of the largest or the largest Christian youth organizations in the country. I've pioneered what's become a national leadership college from scratch. I've traveled the world. I've met people that you would know if I said their name, who have now become some of our dearest friends. And I've got a group of the dearest and closest friends that I've had still now that I had from 20 years ago. And so I'm just, I look at my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so grateful. So let me just go through those 10 reasons again. And I hope that you can find something in here. But the 10 reasons why I'm grateful for trauma because it's made me stronger is number one, I've learned I can do hard things. Number two, I found God in it. Number three, I recognized my agency to make my own choices. Number four, I learned how to heal from pain. Number five, I learned how to get back up again. Number six, I learned how to live a life where I focus on my heart and others' heart. Number seven, I've learned empathy for others. Number eight, it taught me the values I wanted to live the rest of my life by. Number nine, it has made me a great wife and mum. And number 10, it's made me incredibly grateful. So you've been through trauma, you say? I know, I get it. I hear you and I see you. I know it hurts. I know sometimes you wonder if you'll ever be able to breathe again, but you will. It will get better, I promise. And one day, not so far from now, you'll be able to say, here are the 10 ways trauma made me stronger. So I want you to save this podcast Keep it as a part of your mental resilience toolbox. Come back, visit it again if you ever need it. Thank you for being with me. Next week, I'm going to drop a couple more. I definitely know one of them. I'm going to talk about the gift 
that anxiety became for me. So I look forward to joining you then. If you would like to show your appreciation for Girl Next Door podcast, you can do it in one of two ways. Either you can become a member on the Buy Me A Coffee um, platform, which is super easy. The link is in the show notes and also on my girlnextdoor.podcast Instagram, but also just doing a five-star review and a, and a written, sorry, five-star rating and a written review is super helpful. So thank you so much. Love you guys. Guys, go and be the incredible, mental, resilient people that I know that you are. You've got this. I'll see you next time. Bye.